This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. Spirits podcast, everybody. So I'm Fred. And I'm Sean. And today we're going to be discussing the sad passing of Kevin Conroy, who was the animated voice of Batman. And we'll discuss the overall Batman movies, Batman TV shows, everything that we grew to love um, during our younger years, I guess, and even today as young adults. <laughs> so how are you been, man? I've been good. Uh, and I'm, I'm at your place. Yeah. Your wonderful abode. This is the first time I've been not only to your place, but this neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, So just to, um, for geography's sake, we're uh, on the south shore of Montreal. Yeah, we're not on the island anymore. No, nope, we left the island. So uh, it was a shorter drive than expected for Sean because he's uh, really farther <laughs> from me. But uh, no, I thought that it was a perfect occasion. Uh, I had the house all to myself and to actually do this in person again, it's a, it's a good thing. And there's so many spirits that I wanted him to try yes. and I had at my place and I keep finishing the bottles on my own. I was like, no, this time it's going to be the right time. Yeah, so bourbon <laughs> is on the table right now. Yes. I'm going to be trying some bourbon. Two bourbons. But the one you have is the one I had last time. Yeah, um, the Longhorn, which is Matthew McConaughey's. Long Branch. Long Branch. Uh, but it's actually, Long Branch means like giving, extending a hand. Okay. So it's Long Hard. We're not that far, <laughs> that far off. Yeah, um, and I'm happy to say you like it, right? Yes, I do. I've already had a, a sample of it before we started recording, but I, I very much do. I, I would like to add this to my personal collection. Yeah, and You said it's around $55 Canadian, which is not going to break the bank or anything, considering how good it is and the celebrity attachments involved. Uh, when you say there's a celebrity involved, usually you're expecting like a triple digit, but... 55 Canadian for something that's like this, it's pretty solid. No, it's pretty solid, honestly. And um, I was ho so happy to find it because, again, it's so it's pretty rare in SAQs here. I don't know for LCBOs. I think they're more common in LCBOs. But they, they ship like really smaller batch of, uh, of these bottles here in, in Quebec. So um, I was looking for it for so long once I heard that um, Matthew McConaughey did his own bourbon with Wild Turkey Team. Um, and I think, again, I told this on the, la the last episode, but what's different about how they did this one is that McConaughey actually wanted a, a I wouldn't say an ingredient, but a component on the distillery process that comes from Texas because he's a, he's a, he's a Texan. And what he actually did is that he recommended that they use a special wood uh, or a special wood tree. Um, that grows in Texas. I'm trying to remember the name. I can't find. Uh, I can't try to remember. I'll 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 do some research after. But uh, basically, what they did is that the wood chips of this wood was used um, in the um, uh, in the burning process. I guess before fermentation. So uh, it gives like an extra smoothness or smokiness to the whiskey that is different from the 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 normal wild turkey. Um, and wild turkey is the only bourbon I've tried before this. And I remember absolutely loathing yeah. the taste of it, <laughs> gagging, like, yeah. 
I think I got it as a gift, tried it, and I, I gave it away like immediately like to someone else. But this, it kind of reminds me of the Jameson Select Reserve. Mm-hmm. It has a whiskey tone to it, not a scotch tone, but it has that, it has a smoothness to it, and there's definitely hints of the fruitier side of it, but it also has that like musky wood taste to it as well yeah without being peat yeah yeah it doesn't taste like a bowmore for example that doesn't taste like a glenfiddich either but jameson is one of the closer things that i can think of if we were trying to compare but not like a base jameson that's why i was thinking maybe like um the reserved editions mm-hmm. so no i'm enjoying it really happy i, I was waiting for so long to have <laughs> bourbon with you maybe try to get like you as a as a fear a fierce defender yeah get me on board on to us yeah. the american side yeah exactly um and you know what next time around we'll we'll do another episode after this one so we'll we'll change to another bourbon but next time around if i go to your place or if we do this uh we'll record uh from our respective places uh we'll have scotch this time i think it's been a while since i tried a good scotch yeah. so we'll, we'll go with that we'll jump that fence usually when at my work one of my my christmas gifts is uh gift cards for the saq yeah. so I'll, i'll make sure to go get like a nice bottle for christmas and then usually i buy myself one as a birthday present like mm-hmm. right afterwards so i'm looking to add two bottles to the, the collection in the next two months good yeah. all right i also really like the bottle for log branch it's cool huh it's really it's cool really cool well uh i'll try to drop a link with a picture but it's Basically, I, I watched a video of like the whole marketing behind it, and Ma- Matthew McConaughey really wanted the bourbon to speak for itself. So he didn't want a huge, a big ass, um, like I don't know, name tag. Uh, it's on very it. minimalistic. It's, it's pretty minimalistic, and I like the shape as well. It's really like it, it's almost like it, not a not a calf. What what's the term in English I'm looking for? It's um. To, to make like the, the bourbon like uh, and the, or the wine breathe a little bit it's uh, oh, like a decanter. decanter yeah exactly yeah. thank you it looks like a decanter bottle yeah it does a little bit huh so uh, no it's it's uh, it's a really f- nice find if you guys are lucky enough um, in this province to find it uh, you need to look closely look online see what's available um, and for people in Ontario or other provinces Or um, in other parts of the world, because we have international listeners. We do have international listeners. So in the U.S., you shouldn't have any problems, uh, any issues finding this whiskey in your local liquor store. I think it's pretty available. Um, across the ocean in the U.K., I'm not sure I'm you not guys, so sure, yeah. but <laughs> look it online, see where you can find it nearby. But it's uh, in terms of bourbon, it's it's a must. It's a really good one. Yeah, it's I'm, a I'm liking it. Point. And again, I'm not a big fan of it, uh, bourbon, but I am a novice and i can say that the pendulum has shifted now i'm happy to hear that um so today actually we didn't have huge plans on what we would talk but things happened this week that i think pushed us in a certain direction that i think eventually we we're gonna go um but sadly um kevin conroy passed yeah, this week at 66 years old 66 young it's really young but yeah. was he was he sick did he have like cancer or something so or? The only thing that I was able to find was the voice actress who did Poison Ivy in the animated series. She mentioned that he was ill, but I haven't seen any updates regarding what he had or um, or what stage he was at and if his illness was a thing that took his life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't really know at the end of the day, but he did have something. Poor guy, poor guy. So, 
for the people, I mean, pretty much, I think all of you know who he is, but it's, it's, I think it's good to, for a little refresher. Um, Kevin Conroy is the voice, has been the voice of Batman since the early 90s, basically. Yeah. So he started with Batman the Animated Series. He was the voice of Batman uh, in that show. He voiced Batman in all key animated uh, movies and short stories that you find um, since then. Uh, and also the voice of Batman in Ar the Arkham games. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, think it's two here. Like I'm playing uh, Injustice 2 right now because it's the, the free game for PlayStation users for the month. And he's the voice actor. And if it's not the voice actor, it sounds exactly like him. Because sometimes Batman games, you can tell it's not Conroy. Yeah. But I'm playing it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Conroy. We can double check it afterwards. But if not, the, the voice actor certainly is emulating Conroy's yeah. style. Because there's been outings with Batman where if it doesn't sound like Conroy, it sounds weird. Yeah. And for, I think, a lot of fans, I think that he ranks almost as number one as, like, their favorite Batman. Even if he's not, he doesn't appear like a full, fleshed-out Batman. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, I need to, to, to check. But in the Titans um, TV show, I think he did make an appearance as Bruce Wayne. Interesting. He, I, I don't think he was in full costume, but I think that I actually wanted to honor him as the voice of Batman for so long. And a lot of personal fan favorites is, is him as the, the, the Dark Knight because his voice is so iconic. It's so great. Um, it's dark. It's manly. It's, it's There's also something about the animated series because when, when we're talking about like Batman cartoon, I think a lot of people are assuming it's like a Saturday morning, like pow, pow, and no. 20 minute quick actions. But Batman the animated series was one of the it's probably the most like nuanced and layered animated series of the 90s oh by far yeah there is there's complexity to that show mm -hmm. and that you just don't see in cartoons especially cartoons that are targeted for kids like you could watch it right now as adults and it would be on par with most like prestige tv that's on today yeah so the animated series was definitely i would say ahead of not only ahead of its time but Ahead of its peers. Yes, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, and that was actually opposite, oppositing him was Mark Hamill as the Joker yeah. for The Voice. So that's where actually the two met and were working together. That's actually Mark's the debut for Mark Hamill as the Joker uh, in the animated series. So now yeah, it's it's a big it's a it's a huge loss for uh, this DC fans and just overall superhero DC or Marvel fans this week. Uh, he was a legend for sure, and it's yeah. going to be hard for the next guy to come around to try to have such an iconic voice for for both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. So it's, and there have um, been attempts, not even attempts. There have been outings as Batman, Bruce Wayne in the animated spectrum over the last few years. Um, off the top of my head, I know uh, the guy who plays Dean in Supernatural, uh, Jensen Ackles. Mm -hmm. He voiced in one of them, and Anson Mount voiced him in another one. Anson Mount is Pike in uh, Star Trek Stranger yeah. Worlds. And it's almost like there's an uncanny valley. Mm -hmm. You're just like, something's not quite right. Mm -hmm. There's missing a little something. And I'm yeah. sure that's gonna what we're going to keep saying moving on, but... Uh, there's also, I think it's, is it, what's, it's Hartnett, his last name, but the Canadian 
voice actor who plays him in the Lego movies. Yeah. Um, could be an interesting uh, candidate for next time. If, like, if he can maybe drop that humor a little bit and be more grounded, I think he can actually do a good Batman. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, so I think it's an interesting segue for us to talk about the Batman movies, yeah, Batman TV shows, Batman. just Batman overall, all things Batman. Um, because, and I'm really happy we talked about this because I think I was looking for an occasion to discuss this, this movie in this um, superhero universe, because I think that I have profound love for Batman in all its iterations. I think that when I was really young in the nineties, he was most probably the first superhero I was really introduced to. Um, before Superman, before Spider-Man, I guess were the other big two. Um, Batman, I really had always a special relationship with him. Yeah, and... Batman was probably my my number two. I was very much in the camp of the '90s Spider-Man cartoon show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So mm-hmm. that was more that was my go-to. But I think there was just more like Batman options available because. You had the, the animated series, but there was also like all the tie-in books that would go for that. And I found there was more Batman, not per se merch, but like you can get the, the picture books and things like that when you're a kid. And I remember having a couple of those. And then after the animated series, there was um, Batman Beyond as mm-hmm. well. And it always felt like Batman had a presence. Yeah. And I remember liking Batman Beyond as well. I did too. I did yeah. too. I watched uh, Return of the Joker, I think, in theaters with uh, my mom and my brother. Um, Batman Beyond was fun. It wasn't my... I think I had a special place in my heart for the anima- animated series over Beyond, but Beyond was, was great. But actually, I don't know if you, you can tell me, but my I think my first introduction to Batman on the small or in big screen um, on my end was, strangely enough, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but... Um, Batman Forever, I think, was what brought me into this universe because I was three years old when that movie came out and my dad had the VHS. And at that time, I was still really young, but I could still see like the VHS covers and see what it would eventually interest me. And when I saw the Batman cover, I was just like, oh, this looks cool. I need to watch it. And I think I asked my dad and he was like, well, maybe a little violent, but okay, we'll give it a try. And I think, I'm not 100% sure, but close, this was maybe the first live-action Batman I saw. And after that, I was hooked. I was like, okay, this character is so great. I honestly Um, can't remember what my first experience was, but I have a feeling that we got off on the wrong foot with Clooney. Oh, you started with Batman and Robin? Yeah, (laughs) I have a feeling. Uh, I remember the marketing around that movie. They were like, because when I was a kid... Uh, after the cereal boxes, right? Yeah, there was cereal like, boxes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. it being on like uh, like Entertainment Tonight because when I was a kid, that was something that was just on all the time. All the time. Yeah. Probably had an impact on why I like movies so much because there was always like movie news on. So I remember there was like all these interviews and all the tie-in merch and the toys. And I didn't see it in cinemas, but I remember the VHS and I don't think it made the first, uh, the ideal first impression, because I think after oh. that, there was a bit of a retreat from Batman. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. yeah but, but thank God we had it, because what came after was just so, so great. Um, so yeah, so we were both introduced to it through the um, the four the four first movies, basically. Yeah. The four, well, we, can, we can't really call it the quadrilogy, but it's, 
Well, it's all the 90s movies, yeah. basically, including uh, Batman 89, which was, I think, my second segue because those two films, Batman 89 and Batman Forever, I watch like those two on VHS all the time um, because my parents recorded Batman 89 um, in French <laughs> on TV uh, for so long. So I had to, to watch it with all the, the commercials in between, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> in between the scenes. Um, and after that, I took an interest in the broader Batman universe and I ordered the VHS for Batman Returns, Batman and Robin. And shortly after well yes i mean i saw the animated stuff because it was on tv all the time on the teletoons and whatnot yeah um and then yeah, the the nolan trilogy came in uh 2005 uh which i think for both of us has a special place in our in that our was hearts, the first time i, I was able to see <laughs> batman on the big screen and as we know because it's because Nolan, the interpretation of batman was far more grounded than anything we had seen before especially coming off of the camp with Arnold saying cheesy one-liners every mm -hmm. two seconds. Nice to meet you. <laughs> cool off. Allow, allow me to break the ice. Yeah, she's like, oh God, this yeah. is gonna be that movie, isn't it? Oh yeah, that was, yeah, it was bad. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think that it's possible that apart from animation, that the live action Batman, Batman Begins was maybe my first real Batman in theaters, possibly, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was such a cool experience. I remember going with my friends, um, and oh, we're so hyped for this, uh, and we had such a good time. But again, I think at that time, even in 2005, I was, what, in first year of high school. I was pretty young, so I think that even the, the, the mature subject matter on terms of, like, how the characters act and the darkness inside Bruce Wayne the Bruce Wayne character were not... I think we were still a little impervious to that. We didn't yeah. really get it that much. I think it, it's in the years after that I really admired this movie for the subtle tones but it was still a great experience i mean the action was great um, just you no know, overall just great creative choices for well, the first movie. since we're on the topic of the nolan movies which is your favorite of the three <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know i think i'm a little hipster on that end because everybody would say the dark knight is the best i tend to disagree because i rewatched the trilogy recently and there's a lot of big mistakes in dark knight how it was shot and it's not it, again it's the villains are taking so much place in this film that it's not so much a batman movie as it is maybe a superhero like height not even height. it's a crime would, it's a crime movie yeah. it's with batman in it yeah. but batman is not front and center and i like batman to be front and center in the movies because again it's about him it's about him as a person so i think that surprisingly as surprising as it sounds my favorite i think is batman begins in the three what I think about you alberto is of the same mind yeah if i'm not mistaken, alberto being a guest that we had on the show uh last year already in last year yeah yeah <laughs> talking about martin scorsese yeah right? so he was on the show you can find that in the backlog mm -hmm. but if i remember correctly his favorite was batman begins as well um i do i'm in the camp for dark knight uh, which is understandable for sure i mean heath ledger's joker it's it's a it's a hard thing not to be put under that spell but i also quite like as a fan of like heat and michael mann i, I liked that crime aspect um it felt possible mm -hmm. whereas like batman begins it still relied on like the, the chemicals and scarecrows and the hallucinations so there was that sense of like other which was still really cool but I, I really liked yeah. that grounded crime, like district attorney, 
investigation detective element that was in the Dark Knight. Yeah. And then the Dark Knight Rises kind of just went like full bombastic. Which, which still worked. And I think that a lot of people like to shit on Dark Knight Rises. But on my end, I think it's still a little underappreciated because I think that Bruce Wayne's arc in that film, I think, was spot on. Um, the rest, imperfect at times. I really like Bane. Uh, Bane Tom Hardy's great. Bane. Yeah. Catwoman, I also not, like not, that Bane bad. wins, essentially. He doesn't win at the end of the movie. But, but he, he wins, actually yeah. like achieves the goal. Um, he is able to bring the, the device into Gotham. He suffers the bridges and he creates this like tyrannical dictatorship uh, run by the quote-unquote people. So it was actually nice to see like the plan go through. I think the main problem with Rises is that there's so many plot holes. Yeah, a lot <laughs> like, of plot holes. It's riddled. Like, how did Bruce get back to Gotham? He doesn't have his credit card with him. He can't exactly hop on a plane. It's not his passport. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And how did he get onto the island if they cut all the bridges? So, yeah. yeah. So there, there's a lot of things when you think about it. Like, how? What? No, for sure. It's it's an imperfect film, but the trilogy as an ensemble is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why Dark Knight for you and for I think most ninety percent I think of I think Batman Begins lovers has a lot of. Um, I think Begins is getting a lot of traction over the years. I think a lot of people have looked back on it and then no, that that's the Batman movie. Yeah, I think of all and because as as time went by, less and less you had a feeling you were watching a Batman. Yeah. And let me ask you a question about the Dark Knight. But if you were to remove Heath Ledger's Joker from the equation entirely, would that be a good film? I guess it depends on who would replace him like, in that role. Or if you say, okay, there's no Joker, so it's only a focus on Harvey Dent becoming Two-Face, but also on the mob and like the last stronghold right. of the mob against I think it would still be an interesting movie, but I don't think it would have that captivation at the same time. And I think that's the issue for me for Dark Knight, because if you put so much of your effort on the villain, uh, and again, I say this saying that that Dark Knight Rises has a lot of focus on the villains too, but here it's like, Joker is like just the the hawk, like over the whole motion picture. So you're just like, you can't ignore him and he's center and focus for most of the time. Um, so that helps the movie a lot. But Batman Begins, I think that the, the, the villains were more subtle. So I think that it, the, the focus was really on, on Bruce yeah. and on Batman. Especially and I, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Well. Like, I know Scarecrow is often billed as, like, the main Oh, villain. well, he's not in the movie that much. Yeah. He's not in the movie that much. Like, he plays Scarecrow of Crane. Uh, and he's the one who is the, the, the main, I guess, you, not the main threat of the movie, but the, the biggest obvious obstacle. It's the one that the movie's like, no, the, the, the Scarecrow is the villain because the movie presents yeah. uh, Raj al Ghul as being dead. And then it's like, surprise, Raj al Ghul is actually alive. Yeah. And the whole thing is his plan, but it's yeah. it's a card that the movie keeps close to the chest until it's time to reveal it. Yeah, it's true. So they did they did that well. So, and just the, the no, every, everything, I, I like a good Batman film when there's a really good Bruce Wayne struggle story batman uh, how how he tries to make it work with his dual personality and i think that that's what i really like about the batman movies so i think is something that i think is a problem with the ben affleck movies yes and no but i i think we should discuss ben affleck uh, for sure i just want to go back to um 
the Michael Keaton Batman real quick because okay. that was actually the Batman I was introduced to with Val Kilmer's. And I think that it's, tr correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that rare are the occasions where we had an actor playing both an incredible Bruce Wayne and an incredible Batman. Yeah. So usually there's one that seems to get a little bit of dominance. Like Christian Bale, I think he's a great Bruce Wayne, maybe not a great Batman. And I know some people have said the opposite, but it's very rare to see people say Christian Bale played a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the voice is pretty much, I think, front and center on the criticism around his Batman. I, I like the physicality of his Batman, Christian Bale. But I, yeah, I think it's he's the best Bruce Wayne we've had so far. Um, and I tend to like his Batman in the first one, Batman Begins. I like how he plays Batman in this one, less so in the other two. But um, again, I mean, he's not bad in it. It's just maybe not the the, 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 the best iteration of the yeah, Crusader. Clooney is Clooney's bad at bad both. At all of them, I yeah. think it could have been a good Bruce Wayne, but I think that his scenes were like I don't know, not well executed for no. that. But Michael Keaton is the opposite, saying that his Batman is superb. Yeah. His Bruce Wayne is not great. Um, yeah, there's something about his Bruce Wayne that maybe it's just a product of the time, but I found it hard to buy into his like charming playboy billionaire. It's just he looks clumsy at times. He's He looks a bit like a geek, but again, it's sign of the times. It was 89 yeah, when like he played the, it. The curly, first. frizzy hair that he's Curly, got. frizzy hair, like, I don't know, like, not great looking suits yeah. um he didn't come off as suave no he didn't come out as suave he, he came a little like clumsy almost like clark kent is what doesn't work um and so that's one of the reasons why i, I really like batman 89 for all the scenes in bat of batman but i have huge issues with batman returns his second film because he's not in the movie that much he's like yeah. of all the batman movies i think that's the one that we don't have it's a batman movie where batman is a second which is ironic because the movie is called Batman Returns. Yeah. And he's the less important character of the three, uh, of Michelle Pfeiffer, Daniel DeVito, and himself. Michael Keaton arrives first. Yeah. Uh, a third, third, sorry, in, yeah. in, um, in, in, in screen time. And he's not, again, he's not really well developed. We don't go into his psyche that much. He's just there. So I think that was, it was, that's why it was a uh, huge misopportunity to really deep dive into the character, which is one of the reasons why I respect Batman Forever more than most people is that Val Kilmer was not a great Batman, but it was a fantastic Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I'm like, because again, he there's so much time we have with him trying to deep dive onto okay with the, the sacrifice he made, how he's feeling and coping with all of this. He almost he, he leaves Batman behind maybe twice in that film or something like this. So you're just like it's, it's great. It works well. And I, I wanted more out of this. So, and now you, I want to segue into Ben Affleck because yeah. Ben Affleck as well, I think that, I think he was not given great scripts and not given no. good movies, but Batman, Ben Affleck as Batman, it was the best thing we've had. I think of both the Dawn of Justice and the Justice League movie. Yeah. So he was, I would say the Batfleck was uh, a really good Batman, but not a good Bruce Wayne. No, I do like his Bruce. I, I like his Bruce Wayne in Dawn of Justice because, again, I think it's important. And I, I'm curious to see what you think about this. But he, that what Zack Snyder tried to do is put the Bruce Wayne that he's and the Batman he's putting up front against Superman. He's like, OK, this is a seasoned Batman who's been in Gotham for maybe, what, 20 years, maybe. Yeah. 
even more than that. So he has gray, kind of grayish, like salt and pepper kind of hair. He's more depressed. He has, he's lacking faith in like the good people because there's so few of them. Um, he fought the fight so many times. He sacrificed so much. So I think it's Ben Affleck played it well that Bruce Wayne was just like, no, Superman is a threat. And even if we consider it as a 1% threat, we need to take him down because of that. He doesn't give any chances. He's like, criminals, I'm going to gun them down. And it's like, I can't make anything work if I don't like suppress uh, any kind of threat in my, in my route. And I think I could really understand that in his... I could get behind that in where he is in the timeline. but Everything you said, I agree with, but from the point of view of Batman, because I think when he's Bruce Wayne, there isn't a, a separation between the characters. When he's Bruce Wayne, he's still Batman. Oh. He's the... acting as in the interests of Batman. He's not putting on a persona. He's, like, he's talking to Wonder Woman, but he's talking to Wonder Woman as Batman. Like He's, he's investigating. He's he, he doesn't flip and turn into somebody else. And there's that. There's no separation between the two, so there's no struggle. And I find he's constantly working with Batman's interest. And that is only exemplified in Justice League, no matter which version you're in, because the whole movie is Batman trying to bring together the Justice League. So he's constantly looking for the other metahumans. So you never have that like downtime with Bruce Wayne where he's like, oh, Gotta gotta go to uh, Wayne Corp and just pretend to be somebody else. Yeah, huh. I, I think you know what I I kind of understand where you're coming from, but I don't I don't agree because there's a lot of scenes in I would say uh, specifically I think in Batman versus Superman when you have Wayne you have Bruce at Wayne Enterprises, but I do agree that he's like and the only time you have like a Bruce Wayne vibe to him it's when he goes to Lex Luthor's party he's more yeah. like charming and he's talking I like those shoes like looking at the his assistant so or something it's so brief but now you say oh there he is okay that's the Bruce Wayne yeah. charming Bruce Wayne but again I'm just trying to, to to get into perspective like at where he's at and like what what kind of threat he's facing because for now what we understand of that movie imperfect as it is is that Superman is like the ultimate threat for him. And yeah. I think that the chips are down. He's just like, I need to const like give everything I have to find and beat this guy. So I can understand why he's more distracted while he's Bruce Wayne and trying to do the Batman shit while he's Bruce Wayne. Like he's, he's investigating as Bruce Wayne a lot yeah. in Batman versus Superman. Especially in the extended director's cut. Yeah. Which, and have you ever seen the extended cut? I think I did, yeah. yeah. It's like 30 minutes longer, and it's a vast improvement over the theatrical <laughs> Like most of the Zack Snyder's yes. movies. But so I'm, I'm, I'm a hard defender of the Bat, Batfleck or the Bat, Ben Affleck Batman because I think that for a more seasoned veteran who's really sick and tired of criminals and he's going and he's risking everything to go the long way, I can understand like why he's a little less he has less time for like the, the Bruce Wayne shenanigans and just I don't know, down to business. I can't I can't fuck around anymore. I don't know. That's it's how a, I, I I do like him as Batman, but I, I wish there was more as a mass serial killer who's like gunning down that, that's that criminal. Such a wild thing, but as you mentioned, <laughs> he has been doing it a long time and this Batman is kind of broken. Yeah. So I do understand the the stylistic choice. I might not per se agree with it, but I do at least understand it. Mm -hmm. um, the throwdown scene in BBS where he just like 
Arkham is way through the the goons. The, the hand-to-hand combat scenes in the, the warehouse. They were great. Yeah. Great scene. And that's the, the best Batman fight scene. Oh, one of the best. And I like, I think there's a final shot of him when he walks to a guy who's like pinned to the wall and he's walking slowly and he had just his look, just like looking like this, just a severe look before he actually, I don't know, punches the guy and he's scary as yeah. hell. And like he, uh, he, people actually are afraid of Batman in this film because he looks like a demon, like a, yeah, exactly, a bloodthirsty demon. Uh, ben Affleck as Batman, a savage Batman. So no, I, I do, I do find he did a great job. It's just again, the movies he's in are not great. Yeah, um, there's the part Snyder where he, cut aside maybe. <laughs> I, 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 I've written about it before, but I do think the Snyder cut was a tremendous improvement on the movie. Um, if you have four hours to give, if you, I've never watched it in one sitting. <laughs> exactly. I've seen it twice now, and I've had to pause it like at the two-hour mark and just be like, okay, I'll continue it tomorrow or something. Yeah, it's but it's a long movie. I don't think it needed to be four hours long. You no, know, they could, could probably do three and a half here and there. Yeah, a few things, but um, yeah. So and now it brings us to the latest iteration yeah, of Batman, Batman, the Batman with. Um, well, we haven't discussed the Adam West Batman, but we can maybe we can go back venture to back. Yeah. I, I didn't have much experience with him, but. Yeah, Robert Pattinson as Batman. So this again, great Batman. Yes, terrible Bruce Wayne. But again, I think again, it all it's it's they wanted this that way yeah, because no it's all a section. It's all a per, it's all a. I see it in terms of timeline and temporality because yeah. he's he's supposed to be the young. There's he almost looks like the young Ben Affleck when he was in his first yeah. few years as Batman because he. At that time, and we had that discussion again when we we had the review of uh, of the Batman. But Robert Pattinson doesn't respect himself as Bruce Wayne at that point. Not at all. He's I, like, I don't. I only live for Batman. I'm I'm still angry. I'm trying to find my place in this world. I'm fighting crime as much as possible, but I'm tired. I can't. I'm, I, I, I he didn't find his comfort zone yet. And unlike. Ben Affleck for me, even though I think there was what three scenes uh, with Pattinson as Bruce. A little more, but yeah, he wasn't in the movie as Bruce. Yeah, it was like ten percent of his runtime probably as Bruce Wayne. I when I say he was a terrible Bruce Wayne, I I mean that in the sense that he barely had anything to do with Bruce Wayne, and Mm -hmm. his Bruce Wayne was still Batman for the most part, except for the emo gothic boy. He was the emo gothic boy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I understood his mindset yeah. in this one. He has, he's fully committed to Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's vengeance, as he says. So when he takes oh, the cowl off, he doesn't have that separation yet. So what I want to see in the, the follow-up is he, I want the Bruce Wayne persona. I want that to be his mask. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't made that mask yet because he's younger and, he takes the cowl off and he's still investigating and mm-hmm. he's ignoring board meetings and he's not invested in Bruce Wayne. But I, I want him to become invested in Bruce Wayne because he needs to keep that front. Yeah. Whereas like with Ben Affleck's character, he has been doing it a long time, but I didn't feel like there was that separation yet. Like yeah. there should have been, I think. But uh, yeah, I do hope for the next Batman a bit more Bruce Wayne, but the... The way the public sees Bruce Wayne. Yeah. The, the faux Bruce Wayne. And I think we'll get this for sure. So that's why Robert Pattinson needs more movies. Because we can sense there's exactly like Christian Bale had. There's an arc to him. Yeah. 
And if the finality of his last film is that he becomes like the the perfectly balanced Bruce Wayne Batman character where he actually goes to board meeting and he knows what he can accomplish as the charming and suave Bruce Wayne, then he's like, okay, now he reached his full potential. He knows what he's made of. Yeah. So as a younger guy who just started, what, two years ago, I think it is? Yeah, it was two years in. He's not, he's, he's not at his A game yet. He's just, he's struggling. Um, but his Batman, the, the, again, the guy who's just vengeance, he doesn't know that he can be a vigilante yet. He's just, no, I'm just punishing people. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great. And I think one of the, I don't know if you agree with me, but maybe one of the best Batmobile scenes in Batman history. Oh, the, the chase with Penguin? The chase with Penguin, <laughs> but again, the, the car, just the roaring, he starts it off. And he doesn't do anything. It's he just idle. just plays with the the engine. It's just <laughs> and you just see Penguin like looking scared. What is this? Yeah, what's and this monster? Was this dark? monster of a car? And just the, the the pursuit is great. Yeah, I agree. Um, and again, him walking when he's like the the Penguin's car flipped and he's looking at Batman advancing in the rain and you have the the theme playing and Jake Chino's theme it's so good um I really have a soft spot for this film and it's it's gonna be in my favorites for the year oh for sure uh, in our review uh for uh, 2022 we'll have to do a a show where we talk about the best of the year then we'll do another show where we're talking about what we're looking forward to next year yeah oh yeah for sure and we'll do both uh there's a lot of things coming in 2023 as you mentioned yes i started a draft uh (laughs) earlier today about uh most anticipated and i'm like oh boy there's a lot to talk about yeah that's an extensive list but we did it last year on the show we'll do it again this year 100 percent um i know we forgot i think a few iterations here and there i know there's like the the gotham bruce wayne slash batman but i didn't watch yeah i didn't watch gotham i stopped Trying to remember how much of it I watched. I think I watched three seasons of it, and then I abandoned ship. I think the idea was interesting, and it certainly had its moments. Uh, it was a visually stunning show. I loved how it was sort of like lost in time. Sometimes it felt like the '40s, and sometimes it felt like the '70s. Mm-hmm. So it was really good, but there was major script issues. I don't think that show benefited from being a full season of 22 episodes. I think if they clipped that to like 10 hmm. focused that in a lot more did less of the uh, like the monster of the week thing mm-hmm. i think that show would have been a lot better than it was because that was all about um young gordon essentially like coming through the ranks in yeah. gotham and bruce wayne is uh is like he's the the young kid at that point i mean he's on his way up but especially with the batman character that show didn't know what to do with Batman yeah, <laughs> or Bruce Wayne at that point. And I think I checked out. He was like, I don't know. He must have been like 15 or 16 or something. And he was already getting ready to do the Batman training. And I yeah. was like, this seems like they're just trying to force a Batman into the uh, the Gotham show. Yeah. So I eventually just tuned out. Wasn't a big fan of it. And then there's also the, um, I haven't watched it at all, but there's the, um, the Alfred Pennyworth show. I haven't watched it at all either. <laughs> yeah, I know it's got a dumb title now too. It's like the origins of Batman's Butler. Yeah, so no. I haven't watched that at all. It's Pennyworth. I think that's what the name of the it show was. was. It was Pennyworth. It was, but now it's called like Pennyworth: The Origins of Batman's Butler. It's like, what is with that title? Um, we've well played it, I'm sure, but the the Arkham trilogy, um, the video. Yes. Yeah, going yeah. back to Conway there, but uh, that was a game. <laughs> Series. That was a game series. Um, if you had to pick a favorite of the three, 
there's four actually. If I'm oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Origins. Yeah, Origins. You have Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, yeah. Arkham Origins, and uh, which the nice. last one? No, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always forget Origins because it's a different um, developer. It's not yeah. Rocksteady who does it. If I had a favorite. I think Arkham City, uh, Arkham City is yeah, the, I think the second my favorite. one. Yeah. It's probably City for me, Asylum, um, Knight, and Origin for me. Yeah. Arkham Knight was uh, Arkham Knight that had problems, but uh, too many Batmobiles. A uh, lot of Batmobile, yeah. Too many Batmobile and too much Batmobile in this one, but um, also if you're Arkham familiar, Origins is okay, but not not as good. Uh, but yeah, Arkham City was awesome. Yeah. And if you yeah. know your Batman history. Um, Arkham Knight's big twist you can see it coming like within the first hour or so I remember playing it and I'm like spoiler for Arkham Knight but I'm playing it and I'm like it's gonna be Jason isn't it but again he, they, they they retcon his true origin because he becomes Red Hood he doesn't become yeah. uh, the Arkham Knight so it's, it's, so. it's like an alternate universe yeah. thing but I'm, I'm watching I'm playing the game I'm just like yeah, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, so Jason Todd basically is one of the Robins uh, who was captured by the Joker, I think, yeah. brainwashed kind of thing. In um, yeah. BVS, you actually see his uh, his suit with Joker spray painting "ha ha ha" all over it. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, which was a nice little. So again, that uh, reinforcing the point that the Ben Affleck Batman is the later version of Batman, like older. He's been through he's a been, shitload. Yeah, he's been through some stuff. No yeah, doubt. and I, I would have like to have seen that story mm-hmm. um i mentioned it before quickly uh with the snyderverse with um james gunn and peter safran now in charge at dc a do you want and b do you think justice league part two they won't do it not at all they won't do it uh well but we're with, still maybe waiting. without snyder though like can it happen with a different director the Flash is still coming, though, right? So Ben Affleck At has still point, one more iteration of Batman. Two. Bruce Wayne. Two? He's an Aquaman. He's an Aquaman as well. Okay. Um, should they? God. I think with if they the, get a different director. With a different director, I think they can. Because yeah. the, the main issue they had is that the movies were not good. But again, they, they, they're they the big guys with the big money and the big yeah. producers. But again, it's there's a new team now with the yeah. Discovery um, pairing. So... I, well, as a fanboy, I would say yes. Now that Henry Cavill also is back, yeah, Cavill's back, and, and the others will follow. If the, those two are back, the others will say, "Okay, we're yeah, in." And but... if there's a good director involved as well, uh, I was I've been trying to think of like who would be a good director to for Justice League Two. Yeah, and some people think that Andy Muschietti should take that charge. He's the one who's directing the Flash. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a possibility. I would definitely say that it has to be someone who's familiar at Warner Brothers. I heard some rumblings that if they were to do it, maybe David Yates. I don't want David Yates to direct no. the Justice League. Yeah, the Harry movie. Potter uh, franchise, right? Yeah. No. Hmm, that's a really good question because, again, they won't go... They, they did that mistake with Joss Whedon and they went to the Marvel side to to pick, to pick a director. But no, it needs to be somebody who's working with Warner, who's been working with Warner for a yeah. while. And I don't think Christopher Nolan would do it. No, which would, again, would be an awesome pick, but yeah. he, he won't do it for sure. Um, Matt Reeves will be busy with Mark Batman. Mark Reeves will be busy with the Batman 2. Um, Todd Phillips will be working on the Joker. Well, is well finished. Joker 2? Is, yeah, is it finished? It's in production right now, I think. It's still in production? Okay. Yeah. Uh, fully at the... <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't want Todd Phillips to do Justice League anyway. It's no. Not no, his... No, it's uh, not his vibe. Yeah. Um... 
action. A good action director. Oh, not the action, but just. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm. <laughs> they would. I don't know what kind of deal they could sign with him, but. See, it depends if they want to replicate the vibe from the Batman or not. Mm. But if they want, I'm, he won't do it. But again, that would be ideal. But David Fincher. Interesting. <laughs> for a, for a Justice League movie, like a dark Justice League movie with the bat, uh, uh, the, the Batman like vibes to it would be great. But he won't. I, he I would love Fincher to do a Deathstroke movie. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. I, yeah. I think, but for a superhero ensemble, mm -hmm. which I would hope would carry the plot points set up in the first Justice League. Mm -hmm. I, I want to see Superman go bad. Yeah. That's the main thing. I want to see uh, Darkseid come in. So I think you need a director or directors with uh, a caliber for handling spectacle. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of directors who could do that, but I think just to like straddle that tone just right. Like I could easily say like the Russo brothers, but I don't think the Russo brothers are the right ones no. to do it yeah. at the end of the day. Um, there's a lot of people who are just like so committed with like TV shows right now. Like, yeah. Like, could Favreau do it? No, he's busy with uh, all the Star Wars projects. So yeah, it's a tough question. It's a tough question for sure. Yeah. Good directors will have time, and who would be comfortable in this universe? It's not. It's not. There's not a lot of candidates. Yeah. Um, if you have any ideas, let us know. Yeah, for sure. In the comment section, please let us know who you yeah. think would be a good director. You know who would be a wild director though? Who? George Miller. <laughs> He would be a wild director, but again, with the good script, he could do something awesome. Uh, and he, he, he worked with Warner do, Brothers yeah, exactly. a lot. Yeah. He works, he's tied with uh, Warner Brothers, and he was tied to do uh, Justice League Dark, I think, at one point. Mm. Back in like the early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. George Miller, interesting choice. Yeah, wild choice. Wild choice. If, if there's a lot, if he can't express some restraint, but I'm not sure he's interested in that sort of movies, but George Miller, interesting choice. Um, it's been 45 minutes, but before we finish, um, we didn't mention Adam West, but uh, for, so for the yeah, Batman... Adam West didn't really have like, an <laughs> impact on me. I, I've seen a few here and there, but I've yeah, never seen either. all of it. It's I understand Too campy, too childish for me, yeah. and I saw the movie when I was young, but I didn't really rewatch it because it's not, he's not my dark Batman. He's yeah. just a parody Do you read the, the comics? Character. I, no, I don't. But again, I started reading the comic of the Batman 89 universe. Mm -hmm. So that's my first um, experience with Batman comic books. But no, unfortunately, I'm not. So I don't know how this happens. I don't know if you've noticed it. But the, the dollar store here, start, they sell like DC and Marvel comics now. The dollar store? The dollar, really? I've been like, I have like a whole shelf worth of comics now because they're selling pretty good comics like aquaman number one and flash number one like the collected trades for like four or five dollars and some of these like i got uh, batman eternal it's a almost fifty dollar trade i got it for five bucks but that's worth more than that i mean why would yeah exactly happen there <laughs> so i've been just like i, I got uh, some justice league comics uh, some justice league uh i think i got justice league dark as well like i just got this like whole slew yeah. Um, but I also have some that I've like purchased like over the years. Like uh, Final Crisis mm -hmm. is a, a really good read as well. Batman Court of Owls is another one that if you're looking for something to read, that would be a, a really solid bet. So Court of Owls, 
We just covered in the next part, Batman Arkham Asylum, uh, Gotham Knights, right? I think the the Court of Owls is is. Are they in it? I've actually I avoided so. almost everything about Gotham Knights because I'm not. I'm just not interested in it, and I've heard it's not a very great game. <laughs> because they're still like on beta demo kind of thing. It's so out. People yeah. actually, try, it's, it's out. out. I would, yeah, that, that didn't get great reviews. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, it's, I, it, I totally. Missed it out. I thought yeah, yeah. it was still like maybe a few months. No, no, no. Uh, it came out like two weeks ago or something like that. And bad reviews. I was over on GameStop. I just was browsing around and they had PlayStation 5s for sale. I've never seen them for sale on the website. Look, it does look like the newer consoles are starting to become a bit more available. And they're like, okay, but you have to buy a bundle. So I was like, okay, what's the bundle? And they're like, you have to buy a sports game, so FIFA or NHL and Gotham Knights. I'm like, Oh, Gotham Knights. Mm. So you have to buy the two games, and that brings like your bill to like almost nine hundred dollars. Yeah. So I'm just like, um, I-, I can wait until yeah, it either drops or a better bundle because those are two things I'm like, uh, yeah, sports is fun. It like depends item. which game, but yeah. Uh, okay, so Gotham Knights not supposed to be a good game. Not supposed to be a very good game, which is a bit of a shame because. The the Arkham games were were so good. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. The the combat system where you're just like you're dodging, you're countering, you're punching, and it's like Batman versus like forty goons sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and Conroy comes back and Hamill comes back, except for in Origin. No, it was yeah. an entirely different. Not even Hamill as Joker. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Troy Baker, I think, as Joker, and I can't remember who was uh, Batman in that one. And he's supposed to be like a Robert Pattinson kind of Bruce Wayne Batman, and yeah, I think Batman, it's like year yeah. one or year something one like or that. Something, yeah. And it's a Christmas, or it's all like snowy. Snowy. Yeah. It's it's not a bad game, but it's not as good as the other ones. Mm, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, is there any other good Batman games you can think of? I'm playing Injustice right now. Which well, is, Injustice, I guess. It's basically just Mortal Kombat Mortal with a Kombat DC with skin DC. on top of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hmm. Other good Batman games. But you know what? At Back in the time, back in the day, I would say the Batman Begins video game oh, was actually that. not bad. It wasn't bad, yeah. It wasn't bad. I remember uh, that, actually. There's a few Bark- Batman Arkham Asylum like inspirations maybe that came from from that game but it's it's that was a good that was a good game uh but yeah it's been a while i played it i don't remember it that much but yeah that was good but finishing off on this topic before we uh we jump to our next and next episode um if you had to pick of all we we've talked like and i think i knew the answer already but your your favorite movie your favorite Batman slash Bruce Wayne actor and your favorite villain, what would that be? Ooh, but you have, I think you answered two of those questions. Yeah. yeah. So I think my favorite is uh, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. With Heath Ledger. As yeah, with Heath Ledger as the Joker. But, and it wasn't per se a question you asked, but I want to still find a way to get it in there. Maybe as like an honorable mention or a second place. But I am a, a big fan of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. Despite having issues with Ben Affleck as Bruce, um, there I, I see the potential and the light in what Snyder was trying to do. And I do think that the Snyder Cut was a big step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not a Batman movie, but Batman is the lead in that movie. 
and it's more he is the lead yeah he's right yeah like assembling the justice yeah League band, basically. and yeah. i would say the batman we got in that movie is more like a comic book version of batman yeah and i think it's really solid and mm-hmm. That I wanted to just at least acknowledge it in some way, shape, or form. No, and rightly so, because I did have a good experience watching it as well. Uh, there's more depth to all, all the characters in this one. which depth is or depth? Depth. <laughs> depth, sorry. Um, death, no, not that I recall. Um, so, no, it's, it's, and it's well-earned. Again, it's just a shame that it's so such a long movie and just, uh, I don't know, like a, an experience. An experience or a, pro- a special project yeah. um, it's a on HBO. Project. Yeah, it's a passion project on HBO Max. Um, but it's still a good watch for sure. If you have two hours split in, uh, like four hours split in two to yeah. give, watch that film. If or you watch like a chapter a day, treat it like a TV show. Yeah. Watch chapter one one day. And just they should have done that, right? Uh, like a movie separated in different chapters. Yeah. That would have been great. Um, but to answer, so you you said okay, so you said Dark Knight and Heath Ledger as the best movie and the best villain. So if you had to pick a Batman slash Bruce Wayne of all the, the guys we talked about, who would um, you pick? For Bruce Wayne, I would pick Bale. And for Batman, I would pick Pattinson. Interesting. All right. Good good pick. Good pick. On my end, if I would say, if I would need to pick a movie, I think I would pick, I would pick Batman Begins. I could... The, ba- the Batman is not far behind. Um, I could go with the batman but i think it's still i still want to see where they're going with this mm-hmm. iteration of the character first um but Ma- batman begins would be my pick for the best batman movie the best villain yeah yeah i think heath ledger wins <laughs> it all every time this but mark hamill's joker perhaps figuring it out because like, yes. we, we didn't talk about uh killing joke at all for example oh yeah sure the yeah. The, the animation movie with yeah. that and the mask of the phantasm we yeah. haven't talked about but yeah <laughs> so much to talk so about. So much to talk about. But say, yeah, we'll give an, us another five minutes. Um, yeah, Killing Joke, uh, the comic I haven't read. I saw the the, the animation film, which was kind of good. Yeah. It's an origin kind of movie for the Joker. Um, it's it's a essentially it's a what if. It's a it, is it a what if? Yeah, essentially because of the ending. <laughs> oh yeah, because the, yeah, I remember yeah. the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Conroy and Hamill are back for that one. And the comic only covers the second half. Mm. The first half with Barbara is not in the comic. And that is a weaker half of the movie for sure. And then when it actually gets to adapt in the comic, the movie gets a lot better. So inconsistent movie. Yeah. Would not own it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is a solid animation movie. Been uh, a hot minute since I've seen it. You should rewatch it. I think I did maybe two years ago because again I've been I was a kid last time I saw that film, but it's actually really good. Yeah. Um. It, there's a Batman story, uh, like as Bruce Wayne, how he struggles to be Batman. Uh. There's a love story. There's the Joker's in it, so you have an arc for the Joker. You have a nice villain arc with the Phantasm character. It's it's a solid film, yeah. honestly. It's Just, one of those going back to when we we're talking about Conroy in the animated series. Uh, Mask of the Phantoms and is just one of those. It, it's more nuanced than like the average animated oh, 100%. production, yeah. especially when we're at face value. Like, oh, it's just a kid's cartoon. Like, no. this is, if you were to just take everything about that movie and just put it into live action, you would have 
a, a blockbuster. They and I'm, it's a, it's a, it's a wonder they haven't done it before. They didn't like did a live action of the Mask of the Phantasm, but it depends like with which actor and you need to follow the chronology. But it's it's a really great film. Um, I'm trying to see if we forgot something, but yeah, we didn't discuss all Lego the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a fun watch. Yeah. Uh, I need to rewatch it, but it's. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy. It's Hartnett, his it's, last uh, name. Will Arnett. Right? Will Arnett, yeah, exactly. Canadian, Canadian yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, he plays the voice of Batman, and it's 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 a First parody. Try. First try. But he's good. Like he, he he it's a parody of of Christian Bale's voice as Batman, but he's he's doing a good Darkness. job. But he's kind of cool. No, it's a fun watch because Batman was like the coolest character of the Lego movie. Yeah. So seeing him like how he was so popular, people, like the people were just like, oh, okay, we'll do a Lego Batman film. And I think it worked well. People it worked really, really liked well, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. I would say it's not as good as the Lego movie, mm. but it's better than the Lego movie too. Yes, 100%. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the second Lego movie. Me either. Unfortunately. The Lego movie one was good. But um, yeah, so on my end, I would say, yeah, favorite movie, Batman Begins. Um, favorite villain, uh, yeah, I guess Heath Ledger is too imposing to ignore. So Heath Ledger's Joker. But I want to give a shout out to... Um, I want to give a shout out to the Catwomans of yeah. the live action Catwomans because I think that the three we have well no there's four with uh, the Adam West TV series but I'll, con- I'll I'll focus on the the, the live action Michelle Pfeiffer Anna Hathaway and uh, Zoe Kravitz because I think that the three of them delivered good Catwomans different from one another but really good uh, I think Michelle Pfeiffer still remains the most iconic I guess and with good reason she's great. Um, Oh, I forgot Halle Berry, but that doesn't count. <laughs> well, she wasn't in a Batman. But movie. yeah, no, yeah. she doesn't count. Um, Hannah Hathaway was really good as well, more grounded, but kind of that devious femme fatale that works well with the character. And Zoe Kravitz, I really enjoyed yeah. in the in the Batman. I think as a younger Catwoman, she was great. I really, it, she's one of the best parts of the film, to be honest. Uh, even more than the Riddler, surprisingly. Who's, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Riddler was probably the weakest aspect of the Batman. Yeah, but he, Paul Dano's performance is great, but I think that he... he the character's a little off to my taste, but uh, Catwoman's great. So I still give a shout-out to, to them. And as a Bruce Wayne-Batman dynamic duo, I would say Bruce Wayne-Christian Bell for sure. Batman, I would say... Uh, I, I'm not picking the Robert Pattinson Batman yet, but I think I would go with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton Batman was freaking amazing. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think I'll go with that. Yeah. If if like if Christian Bell had a little bit more of like dropping the voice, but a little bit more of the, the- theatricality of Ma- Michael Keaton's Batman, I would have enjoyed his Batman a little more. I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's our discussion on Batman. But that was a good uh, that was a good discussion for because sure. Because I'm Batman. <laughs> Where are the other drugs going? Where are the detonator? <laughs> no answer to me. Yeah, that's for sure. It's it's didn't age well. I think we found it cool at first, but now it's just like he didn't have to do that. 
All right. Well. <laughs> All right, guys. So that was our discussion on Batman. Um, we'll do another after our... Stay tuned for our next episode. We'll discuss war movies, which yeah. is a genre, uh, genre we haven't discussed before uh, on the air. And uh, I think we have a nice picks for our favorite war movies of all time. And we'll do some hot debating on which is the, the, the best of the best yeah, or be, which are the most interesting. It's an interesting conversation because it is a, an interesting topic by default. Yes. Because we're not only talking about the film, but we're talking about the topic. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Take care, guys. Bye, everybody.